Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rating review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, beautiful people. This is a super special show for the men. Father's Day is coming up and I thought it was a perfect time to honor all the fathers and father figures who have sacrificed, encouraged, empowered, and protected us. So today, let's explore the joys and challenges of being a dedicated father while pursuing your entrepreneurial dreams with our special guest, Richard Harrison. Richard is co-owner and executive director for Home Instead of Oak Park, Illinois, with over 20 years of experience in the industry. Richard's passion for senior care began when he was a caregiver for an elderly church member, and he quickly realized the need for helping seniors age in place with dignity. Under Richard's leadership, the company has become one of the most trusted and respected providers of home care services for seniors in Oak Park, Illinois, and the surrounding communities. As the manager overseeing employee recruitment, client care, and marketing, Richard works closely with clients and their family members to ensure that their unique needs are met. Richard's expertise in the senior care industry has led him to be recognized as a thought leader and advocate for seniors. In his free time, yes, Richard actually has free time. (laughs) (laughs) He enjoys spending it with his own family and competing in endurance sports. And he also holds a master's degree in public administration. So whether you're a dad who's just starting out on your entrepreneurial journey or someone looking to refine your skills and find new inspiration, this episode is for you. We'll explore practical tips, time management techniques, and effective communication strategies to help you navigate the unique challenges faced by fatherpreneurs. Now let's get into it. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so glad that you're here. How are you today? I am doing fabulous. I think this time of the year, the weather is just gorgeous. Yes. As I stepped out during the lunch hour, and although I don't complain about any heat, but it's it's very perfect in the sense of it's cool, yet sunny. Yeah. The, the grass is green, the flowers are blooming, all that I like at this time of the year. Oh, I love it. So I am super excited about connecting with you and talking with you. So can you share a bit about your journey as a fatherpreneur? Like, how did you come to embrace both of these roles? Well, I tell you, the entrepreneurial role started before children. And actually, I credit Tia for that because in our getting together, she sought to pursue a career through Mary Kay and wanted to take that on as an entrepreneurial spirit. And through that, I got the entrepreneurial spirit as well, where I was working with a company called Primerica. And 
from there, we got the foundation of entrepreneurship. And then we came across an opportunity that we can both become part of at the same time, which was Home Instead. And Home Instead originated in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's a franchise. And so it gave us an opportunity to work together. And when I say compassion for, both of us had compassion for older adults. And certainly that was probably the key to us kind of pursuing this even more because here we are, we could take care of a a population, a generation of people that we both admired and at the same time make it as a business. And so we started our journey in 2002 and had to relocate from Omaha to Chicago because there was an opportunity to get the Oak Park area. And so we did that in 2002 and here we are in 2023. Wow. And kudos to the wives out there bringing their husbands onto the entrepreneurial journey, right? (laughs) Right, right, right. So kudos to Coach Tia. So I'm sure that balancing fatherhood and entrepreneurship can be challenging. What are some of the like biggest hurdles that you faced along the way? And how did you overcome those once kids came into the picture? Well, the kids were already in the picture prior to us moving to Chicago to open up this opportunity here. So you know, they were the ages of 10, 6, and and my son was just probably less than a year old. Mm. So it wasn't easy, meaning that we were leaving a comfortable environment with a house with a roof over our head to come and pursue this opportunity where we initially stayed with in-laws and, you know, sleeping on the floor in the living room and it was just living out of suitcases until we were able to actually find a home here wow. then getting our schools situated and getting them in, into new locations and so all of that when i look back on it it was it was something new but it was exciting at the time but it was uncomfortable but we had a mission and the mission was to to get back into alignment with settling the family and then also starting this business where when we opened the doors of the business, we were making zero. Yeah, And so it was like, okay, here we go. Uh, And I I laughed a little bit back on remembering the first time just to have the phone ring was to me success because that that means somebody knew I was here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And somebody may have the opportunity, whether it be to have our services at the time uh, or be employed at the time. So it was just a real interesting start to get where we were to where we are now. Oh, my gosh, that is so amazing. So I can only imagine, you know, as a father, as a husband, the kind of pressure that that may have been for you. Can you talk a little bit about what that may have felt like? Oh, well, it's still pressure. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say that the pressure was one to, first of all, get settled in 
a larger city than where we came from. Yeah. And then kind of what they say, getting our feet under us, mm -hmm. not knowing Chicago. So I had to know a new city. It was like locations, how to get from A to B. And then at the same time, trying to keep my family close, meaning yeah. in, as I say, arm reach, because when we started off originally, we were on the south side of Chicago. And my business, of course, is on the west side of Chicago, Oak Park. And so I remember the first days, like it was yesterday, driving, getting on the Dan Ryan mm. and driving through all of that thick traffic, trying to get it over here to the west side. And I just asked myself, did I make the right decision here? Because everything still feels new and different. But at the same time, getting over to the west side, I was leaving my daughters back on the south side because uh, we weren't living in the Oak Park area. So they had to go to schools on the south side. So my biggest concern was just not being able to get them to them in 15, 20 minutes. That was more like an hour or so. Yeah. Um, if there was any concern that I needed to address. Um, so that was a challenge. And then we didn't have the opportunities initially to come home at the end of the day, go outside and play with them or anything like that. Everything was pretty much inside the house. And then again, we were sharing it with someone else. So it was right. small quarters for us. And then you got to worry about the in-laws. Are they getting tired of us? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, but they were troopers for us. Uh, and I can remember coming back home. There's a lot of fast food eating. I can you imagine. Know, the kids learned to enjoy Italian Fiesta pizza, which, <laughs> which is still a favorite. Because we was in the Hyde Park area. And then it was just like, I used to have to come home and just, I dreaded finding parking. Oh my gosh, so yes. that within itself. So it's trying to balance that with trying to be a father, them seeing you on a regular basis and not just seeing you come and go and trying to be into their activities that initially getting that off the ground was a challenge. And then we left an established church environment. Now it's trying to find another mm. faith home for us. So, you know, there was always something that needed to be done. So. It became a little overwhelming, but after you started networking with some people and then it started to work itself out. And I would ask myself, God, you know, is this what you really wanted me to do? Because this is not easy. And so I had to, you know, stay on my knees and, and stay faithful. Thank you so much for sharing that and sharing the journey because a lot of times, like we'll hear from the mother's perspective, right, or the women's perspective. But I don't know that we hear a lot from the father's perspective. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, thank you. And for those of you who um, may not be familiar with the Chicagoland area, first of all, the Dan Ryan is a journey in and of <laughs> itself. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how long you've, you've lived here. So yeah. I can't imagine being new. And that was, I think it was maybe only two lanes or... Yep, two lanes probably at that time. Yeah. And the other thing that comes to mind is like an hour in traffic from South Side to O Park area. That's on a good day, right? That's if you don't have traffic backed up, if there's no accidents on the road, like if the snow is not out there, 
that's an hour on a good right. day. So I can just imagine that thought of like, my kids are here. My daughters are on the other side of town. They're in new schools, new environments, new people. Huh. I'm stressed out just thinking about <laughs> it. So I think something that's super important and often is overlooked is self-care, right? And we know that this is super important just to maintaining your overall well-being. So how did you prioritize? And even now, like, how do you prioritize self-care? Like, what activities or practices do you have that keep you motivated, that help you recharge? I want to hear a little bit about that. Well, that was an interesting journey as well, because when I initially came to the Chicagoland area, it was, again, trying to get settled. And there was no mm -hmm. place as far as our home was concerned, living out of a suitcase. And so self-care wasn't that initially. Uh, wow. It wasn't until I think it was November of that same year, we finally closed to where we were able to get into a home. And then, you know, you have to unpack that and organize that and get all of that out of the way. And then mm -hmm. it probably took me three to four years before I really started getting back into wow. active conditioning because it was just so many unknowns. And uh, my pastime used to be playing basketball and I would often try and find those kind of locations and where people were doing it. But I wanted to make sure whatever self-care I was doing, I did it early or I did it late so that I had opportunities to be with my children, you know, during their waking time. So I, I still kind of employ some of that because it, the earlier I get up, the more I could be back for school or be there for activities in the evening time and those type of things. But that's when I ventured over into endurance type activities like running and biking. Mm. And the reason why I did that was because I didn't need to go to a gym. I just need to go out the front door, lace up my shoes, and there's my whole gym <laughs> right there. So that made it so much easier. And distance running wasn't anything that I have ever done before and didn't think I could ever do. But wow. it was through our church that we got introduced to uh, marathon running. And through that, oh, wow. Yeah, I learned a different sport, which took me in a different direction and that I never thought I would ever be in. Running a mile was definitely out of the question, but after a while, I've, I've learned to run 26.2. Wow. Regular. Yeah. Wow. So, so through that, it helped me with stress. And, and it's certainly, as they say, you can get a, a runner's high yeah. during that time because it is contagious. I mean, it was so contagious that my wife, <laughs> who, when we first got married, I was, you know, working out in the gym and those kind of things, who never gravitated to that because she didn't want to sweat. <laughs> yeah, she didn't want to sweat her I'm hair I'm not out. mad at her. I'm not mad at yeah, her. <laughs> no. So after I did my first two or three marathons, she came in and she wanted to get involved with that. And then she... Wow, she took off with it. She did unbelievable things with it that I thought she wouldn't do because she didn't want to sweat. Right? And when people see her, probably such as yourself, you think, 
oh, she's she's just a natural runner. Well, yes, that wasn't really true. <laughs> she didn't start running until later into life, and she just gravitated to that, to where she's done a marathon in every state. Oh, wow! And she's done an ultra marathon, which she's run at least fifty miles. Oh my gosh! Okay, Coach Tia. We got the backstory now. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty much a metamorphosis of that because she I never saw that coming and she surprised me with that, which is all good because even with that, I mean, now she has people such as yourself calling her Coach yes. Tia, which is different. <laughs> Coach Tia is the health guru in our group. And so we go to her for all of the tips and strategies and she keeps us on point with her different challenges and all the things. So I absolutely love it. So how do you manage your time between, you know, being present for your family while also growing the business? Like, do you have any specific tips or strategies that you can share with us? I wish I did. I'm still looking for those. (laughs) And there's a lot of things out there that I've I've tried to employ and, and I get to a certain point and then I yeah, I end up either not finishing that technique, but because things are continually moving. I mean, for example, the business is growing or it needs attention and so sometimes I don't get an opportunity to to stick with what I thought I could do, but just staying, you know, faithful to the things that you believe in mm. and the things that you know that you're doing well. And and certainly over the years, I mean, certainly we couldn't have built this business without the good people that we've hired and have hired over the years that have been consistently, you know, providing care for our clients and have been just truly dependable. Um, and that yeah. is something you can't teach but yes. you can have the same spirit of that. And I'm glad that those we were able to attract to us to keep us going. So I don't have any secrets to that other than, you know, staying faithful to what it is that you're believe in. And then, you know, because there are going to be some pitfalls and some setbacks. And so you stay true to that and just keep continue to move forward. You know, try to organize your time as much as you can, but sometimes the best plans can be interrupted by absolutely an emergency. Uh, you know, whether it be at home, at school, in the office, in the field, it's how you recover back from that. So I'm afraid I didn't give out any secrets, but what I'm currently focusing on is getting in more into, you know, staying in prayer and meditation. I love that. I mean, there's a couple secrets there. You mentioned hiring great people and the right people, which I think is a huge secret to being able to manage your time and manage your business and grow things and balance it all and then staying true to the vision and the goal. And so super important. But you mentioned something about, you know, the best laid plans can get interrupted. So Knowing that we can all make mistakes, can you share a time when you felt like you failed in either like the role as a father or an entrepreneur? And how did you bounce back from that? Ah, uh, that's a tough 
and maybe I'm still bouncing back from those things. Mm. I would say that as you know, an entrepreneur, you look at things and you say, do you invest in the person? And maybe that person is who you hope them to be, but then they're not. And so uh, yes. you spent some time, you spent money, and you didn't get the results. And it's what it's hard doing is cutting that off because you still want to give that person a chance, but sometimes, you know, you just got to, you know, cut your losses and move on. So I've had a couple of those to where I've always tried to make people better than what they were or help them to grow. But then there were sometimes where, you know, they only see themselves as, as what they see of themselves. Yeah. And, and I couldn't have any breakthrough with that. So it was it was disappointing in that. And not a lot of people, but we were just trying to level them up. As far as, as in parenthood, there are times when maybe I should have hugged as opposed to spanked. Yeah. Or I should have spanked before I hugged. <laughs> um, and it's still those kind of things that still go on, you know giving opportunity for them to grow or come into themselves can be a little challenging. Although I call them my adult children now, I'm still that father yeah. in that father role. But the only thing is, is now I'm in there as a consultant, not a, yeah. a disciplinarian or anything like that. Yeah, And so it's it's harder from this side. And I say it's harder, but it, it also I'm trying to, you know, give them the opportunity to do it the way they see it. I think all of them have visions to see things better from better perspectives than I did growing up. But at the same time, I want them to do better and be better than I am. Yeah, I love that. I tell people all the time, it's been more difficult being sort of just like this guide and advisor to my adult children than they were younger because you don't have as much control. Right. And so you're really hoping and praying that everything you instilled in them and the lessons that you tried to teach them, that they caught on to it and they'll utilize them. But sometimes you're watching them make some decisions that don't sit well with you and right. your spirit. Right. And you're just like, okay, exactly. keep your mouth closed. Yeah. Like you gotta <laughs> just watch. Watch it and, and pray and come through. <laughs> and be tender with it because the thing is, is that you don't want to put a wedge or a gap in between those things. And at the same time, I don't want them to make the decision that I would make. I want them to make the decisions that they would make based upon the information that they have. Yeah. Not what I have, but what they have. I love that part about being tender. I think that's such a huge reminder for fathers and mothers when your children are in that space because they're trying to figure the world out as well, right? They're trying right. to figure out their way. And we did too. And we probably were not as graceful right. when we were going through that phase right. at that time in our lives. No, and I agree. And I, I always have to remind myself there are different stages. They think <laughs> they think they're grown to a certain extent. <laughs> But it's like, you know what? You're still very young. Yes. But I don't tell them that. But I just. But we do think it. Yeah. I give them a pardon because it's just like, okay, they think they know. So what's the biggest reward 
of balancing this whole fatherhood entrepreneurial thing? Well, when you see them come into their own, you know, my oldest daughter now is, you know, she's out uh, living in Texas and she's doing her own thing and taking care of her own thing. She's, I don't know where she got that. I have to share this one thing with her. She's one that wants to do her own. And so I think it was around her senior year in college, and she had never really gone on a spring vacation or anything like that. And so she planned it, got everything together. And I just said, you know what, since you're doing this, we'll just, you know, give you this amount of money. She was like, well, what's this for? I'm like, well, you know, just in case you need any spending money to go and and do some extra things. She brought all of it back. And I was just like. Wow, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she brought it all back. And it's just like, you know, well, I didn't need that. I'm just like, okay. And she so she's she's very independent wow. about those kind of things. So that's a proud thing. And then, you know, I have my other daughter who has also grown out and got her own job and and then also started to do some things to where she developed a need to go back to school. She's always been very bright with her education and other things that she does. And she's developed into her own things. And my son is the same way. I mean, he's still the youngest one. But with all of them, they all want to be entrepreneurs. Oh, that's amazing. I can just hear the beaming of pride in your voice when you talk about them. Yeah, well, they're... (laughs) If I could do it all over again, I would do it all over again. There wouldn't be anything that I would want. If there's anything I regret is just not spending more one-on-one time and even family time. And we've spent it together, but it's just, you know, now that they're grown and they're in their different areas of the country, it's just they're, they're not that close. Yeah, I just missed that opportunity. and. I wish I could play that over and over again. Oh, so one last question. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, think about when you first started this journey, making this move across um, states to a whole new place. Like what's the one piece of advice you would give your younger self about being a fatherpreneur? Um, I would just say Be a little more precise in the goals that you set. My younger self, I I think I would have realized more that it does take a little bit more investigation to kind of feel your way into what you're going into so that there wasn't so many Mm. discoveries you had to make. So, Richard, how can people learn more about Home Instead? Like, how can they connect with you? How can they learn more about the business and the organization? Well, I think the easiest way is to go to our Facebook page at Home Instead Oak Park. There, Jordan has just upgraded all of our information, well, brought us into the 21st century, I say. And then there's a connection to our website, which is also full of information as to what we do, who we are, and uh, how we do it. Okay. Awesome. 
All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've gained valuable wisdom and inspiration from our conversation with our remarkable fatherpreneur guests. Remember, being a father and an entrepreneurial is a continuous journey filled with ups and downs, successes and challenges, but you're not alone. Find your tribe of fatherpreneurs and connect with them. We encourage you to take the lessons and insights shared today and apply them to your own life. Remember to be present with your family, nurture your relationships, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams with passion and dedication. And remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's discussion, please leave us a rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us reach more listeners on their entrepreneurial journey. And last but certainly not least, happy Father's Day to all the fatherpreneurs, all the father figures, all the fathers out there who are rewriting the narrative and proving that it's possible to excel as both a father and an entrepreneur. Your dedication, resilience, and love for your family and your business are truly inspiring. We salute you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.